Boobity boop. <laughs> Welcome to the first Beast Unleashed in 2024. As always, I am with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Raven John the Bones. Say hi. Yes. Hi. What's up, Jit? How's 2024 been, you know, leaving you? Uh, it's been fine. Really? It's just been fine. It's just been people. Feels like I got dropped into a brand new server. <laughs> brand new server? Minecraft server? Yeah. Or what? Like, like, it just feels like I got dropped in a brand new server. Everybody just seems to not act the same way they did three days ago. Really? Everybody's just being bitchy or what? I don't know. It just feels off. That's all. Oh, God. It's the year, Raven. Raven, what year is this for the Chinese? You know how they always have it, like, named after an animal? Do you know what year it is? No, I have absolutely no. What, let's see. What What year? What animal of the year is it in China? It's the rabbit. Oh, God. That's why, dude. No, I'm kidding. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea if that's any correlation to anything. But Damn. it's supposed to, apparently the year, like each animal is supposed to represent like a s certain things are supposed to happen. I don't know. I feel like everybody's just been kind of in a sour mood. And I think it's because it was because of when the new year happened and when fucking everything happened. It just kind of like was sour because like new year's didn't like when new year's is on a weekend like everybody fucking loves it you know when like new year's is on like a on like a thursday because then you get basically a short day on thursday and then you get friday off and you get the whole weekend and you have to come back you know but like when it lands on a monday you got the rest of the week so like all the kids have to go back to school so they're all fucking bitchy and all the fucking adults got to go back to fucking work you know so it's like everybody's just in a sour mood i feel like because of when it was placed but next year Christmas is going to be on a Tuesday. So it was New Year's. So that will be nuts. Well, sort of. New Year's Day will be on a... Will be on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Going up. Gotcha, girl. No, I'm kidding. All right, so yeah, we got... No. We, <laughs> we got some insane, crazy, absolutely nutty, fantastic, crazy shit going on. So... First off, let's recap all of December. Some crazy shit happened. Um, so, Raven, you know what? I've decided, since you watched Aquaman and I didn't get the chance, uh, our little we're going to do a little Take It For The Team segment because I know you didn't watch Wonka, and I watched Wonka. So, if that's all right uh, with you. Yeah. So, um, we, we kind of had a crazy December. So, December, a lot happened in December, first off. Um, so... First thing that happened in December was my book is now for sale. My book is now for sale. You can buy my book, and I promise I won't fucking make this like one of those podcasts where I just it's like if you give me nine ninety five right now, like one of those where all we do is promote shit. No, <clears throat> but, 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 big huge butts in your face. I do have a book for sale. Um, it is about a struggling musician artist in uh, Minneapolis who's just trying to make means, but there's a twist to her life that you will only find out if you buy the book. Uh, it took me two years to make, 
and it is probably my biggest accomplishment ever even if i ever become a really successful author i will always say that this is my most successful book no matter how many it sells just because it was my first ever book and got me into it and so if you want to be on the ground floor of my book and my novel and supporting me you can by picking up a copy in the link in the description and if you are watching on or if you're listening on spotify or if you're listening on any other service you can go to this link well first off you could go to the youtube and try to find it or you can go to uh lulu.com and you can i think it is lulu.com slash jason nichols but let me just check to make sure first um so if you go to lulu.com so l-u-l-u.com and then you do slash shop slash jason dash nichols my shop will come up where you can see my book and you can buy it it is 17.99 it is 18 plus preferably um there are there's a little there's some kind of um not safer work things in here but i think most people will enjoy it um if you like transgressive fiction anything like that uh it's kind of be right up your alley so um yeah please support me if you can you know always if you can not just you know if you have the if you have the extra money to do it, that would be greatly appreciative. Um, so yeah, so now that that's out of the way, the other big thing that happened in December was there were some crazy movies that came out, including Christmas. Raven, did you get any wacky ex- like crazy thing for Christmas? Like you just couldn't believe. Like, did you buy yourself anything either? Uh, just for fun, I, one of my family members out of nowhere decided it would be a really funny gag gift to just give me a random high quality silk (laughs) do-rag raven 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 please you have to wear that instead of fiction please on everything i would give you don't know how much i'd give up to see you in a fucking do-rag you do (laughs) there's no way there's actually no way yeah, it was funny because did you wear I was it? Like, no, not yet. I haven't opened it. It's so hilarious, though. Yeah, uh, I sent you a picture of it just now. Uh, oh my, Raven! Please. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta wear that to work one day. Maybe it's like a bet. Like if you lose a bet, you gotta take that. You gotta like wear it to work. I actually don't know if I can. Is it is it illegal to wear durags? No, not, not illegal. It's more more like yeah, it's more like it could be against dress code. We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking hilarious though. I do plan on trying it out though, but I'm just like it's so funny cuz like I I thought it was something different. Like it actually it actually felt like one of the um like a box to like an SSD okay it actually did like it's a very thin you know narrow you know i was feeling it through the pain i was like did this person give me an ssd no way i open it up is it is a do-rag <laughs> dude please tell me they were laughing so hard like it was a good oh, they were gaff for everybody they they were laughing extremely hard i was laughing really hard too i thought i thought they screwed up my present with somebody else's who else would be fucking buying a do-rag in your house, bro? I don't know. It could have been for, like, a friend that they accidentally screwed up the boxes to. I have no idea. I was just like, are you sure this is for me? 
<laughs> That's fucking good. No, did I uh did I ever tell you about what I got my dad for Christmas last year? Uh no, what'd you get him? So last year for Christmas, um <clears throat> my dad collects shot glasses and I went to Hot Topic. Of course I did. And I got him a shot glass. Since he collects shot glasses, I was like, this will be perfect. I got him a shot glass that was all rainbow colored and it said I'm gay, but I drink my shot straight. And he opened it up in front of the whole family. And I shit you not, it had to have been the funniest reaction from any single human I've ever seen ever. Like, I I, I wish I was taking a video because he was so, like, he was just so baffled by what it said. Everybody was fucking laughing, dude. Oh my God, dude, that, that has to be like a top 10 moment of my life. And it was cheap, too, and it was such a good glass. He did put it up on his shot glass rack, too. It's hilarious. So that's kind of the gag gift is somebody that's, has that's to— a, That's a funny one. If somebody, has to, if somebody has to take a shot and they lose the bet, they have to take it out of the gay glass. <laughs> but, dude, oh, oh man, no, it, it, was, it was good. I, this year I got both of them my book for Christmas, uh, which their reactions to that was fucking great, too. My mom was fucking jaw to the floor. She was like, what the fuck? My dad was like, no, you didn't actually do this. And I did. Crazy. Still can't believe that shit. So, <clears throat> Raven has a so a few words to say about Mr. Uh, Aqua, Aqua, Aqua Joe. And then I got something mm-hmm. to say about uh, Twinkie Wonka. So, um... Oh, God. <laughs> so, Raven, I think you can go first, since... Okay. Me? Yeah. Um. All right. So, my biggest pet peeve so far is I actually enjoyed Aquaman 2. All right? I wasn't really memeing when I said that I really liked it. Uh, I know objectively that it has issues. And those issues are exactly what many months ago I had said is going to be the problem with the movie because of everybody's behavior acting like little sensitive little, I don't know what word I'd want to call them, just act just like little babies trying to get Amber Heard off the screen. The director confirmed months ago that they edit her out of the movie as much as they possibly could without, quote-unquote, um, ruining the story too much. I think that was the way he had put it, or, or just the best that they could and still tell a cohesive story. I feel like that didn't need to be happened, okay? I actually saw many moments in this film that were badly edited. And I don't mean CGI. I mean, quite literally, edited poorly. One moment, you have uh, Amber Heard showing up, and Aquaman's on the ground. This is during, like, a battle scene. And then the next moment, bad guy is somehow on floor. Aquaman and Amber Heard are picking up the kid that them two— both of their characters had a kid in the movie. And, like, now they're going and picking up their kid and, like, rescuing the little their baby. And I'm just like, you could tell there was supposed to be something that happened here, but it got cut out. We don't get to see it. 
There are other moments where um, Aquaman is fighting under the water, and Amber Heard is also there, and the fight gets poorly cut short because she was supposed to have action in there, and now magically... Oh look, Mantis is getting away because and, and she is hurt and what the hell happened? We don't know why cuz they poorly edited it. There were so many moments that were poorly edited. I actually know roughly an assumption what they were supposed to be. This movie was supposed to be a story of Arthur um Aquaman becoming a father for the first time with Mira, played by Amber Heard, and the connection of, sadly, family. Yeah, because it sounds like Fast and Furious every time you have to say family, but that's what family. it... Yeah, exactly. And and But the thing is, is that there's a lovely story there, and honestly, I was actually liking the moments that Amber Heard was on screen, because... Obviously, in this movie, she I got I can separate the actress and what she does in her real life to the character she's playing, and her character isn't obviously a miserable bitch, so she does a good job. And I believed in this chemistry I was seeing as a dynamic duo. As for the movie, I'll start from like beginning to end in summary. Movie is about Black Mantis discovering an evil trident staff. That leads to the king of the lost kingdom. And he is going after this rare substance that is held by most of the Atlantean vaults called Orcalcum to try to rebuild most of the devices and fuel the most of the devices from this lost kingdom so that he can free the trapped king. And the king can give him the power to kill Aquaman and get revenge for killing Black Mantis's father. Uh, during this time, he needs Aquaman needs help. Uh, so he does the one thing everybody is against him doing and what he can't do as the king of Atlantis. And that is he goes and seeks help from his brother Orm, the one from the first movie that he imprisoned. The movie turns into a brother duo of them going on an adventure together to find where Black Mantis is because he's apparently using the Orcalcum to quite literally bring actual global warming to its finest to the world so that Antarctica fully melts and reveals this lost kingdom and they have to stop him. But the problem is, is that him as king um, everybody else in Atlantis and this council that apparently he still has to answer to say that he can't go to the surface for help and he can't go to anybody for help or he's violating some law as a king. So he decides to do the biggest one and just go on an adventure with his brother. I actually like this movie. There were funny moments. Um, some of the machines from this lost kingdom reminded me of that robot from the first Incredibles movie. Mm, I thought you were that gonna say was really like, funny. Like, like Legend of Zelda, like runic style robot. Kind, you know, a little bit like that, but it, it felt more like the Incredibles. Like I was watching it and I was all like, hmm, I just got done watching somebody on Twitch streaming those movies when they weren't supposed <laughs> to. And now I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I'm getting some, I feel like Frozone's going to come up out of nowhere. 
that ended up just being Mira, Amber Heard's character. Uh, but uh, the action in this movie wasn't bad. Um, the I liked the whole adventure between Arthur and Orm, and it felt like I was getting a nice story. The problem is, is some of the humor could have been dialed down just a tad. We didn't need so much cocky humor. Like, there's the Aquaman cocky humor, and then there's just you trying to overdo Marvel, and you had to calm that down just a little bit. Mira's character felt fine, or Amber Heard's character, Mira, felt fine. She is extremely powerful, and I actually wanted to see more of her in the movie. But I actually didn't think that this story was crap. The Lost Kingdom was a great um, idea. And when things were finally going down, I was like, dang, this is actually a good idea. I Honestly, I watched like Angry Joe's review of the movie and, and his spoiler uh, upload. And I kind of disagreed on almost every point that he made because I've seen him in the past praise other movies for doing these exact points. And they're done in the exact same way. So this isn't just, a, oh, it's a similar idea executed wrong. It's just, this is a, the same idea executed the exact same way, just in the form of how Aquaman 2 was having it. I'm like, you, you guys, you guys aren't being, this is the weirdest thing ever. Like, I walked out of this movie, not walked, I watched it illegally. So I closed the movie going, wow, hey, that wasn't so bad. Like, everybody thought that this was going to be like early reviews said it was going to be trash. This is going to be one of those movies where the audience likes it and the critics don't because we're on Amber Heard's side and all that other dumb shit. And like, I, like, you know, it felt like Indiana Jones all over again, where I walked out of it going, hell yeah, no way anybody can hate this movie. And apparently everybody does. I well, don't see, know. There's your first mistake. There's always going to be somebody that fucking hates it. It doesn't matter. Like, there's always some motherfucker that's going to hate Of course. I still meet people who don't like John Wick. That's like, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not the, it's not the whole. people don't deserve to be alive. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He'll go after them. (laughs) Like, like, I always, I always know there's going to be movies, no matter what they are, where somebody's not going to like them, no matter how great they are. I'm sure there's somebody out there who doesn't like Godzilla minus one, or I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there who likes the new dream scenario movie. Whereas I <laughs> still watch, I watched it three times Just because I wanted sure. to figure. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, I'm now probably that one person who doesn't like it. Like it's, it's just, um, like I know that, but this in a, I felt like the general audience was going to like this movie for what we got on screen. If I, I nobody mentions the reasons why they don't like it for being the editing. That's the thing that pisses me off. It's always all oh, these lines and these dialogues and it sounds better this to doesn't pitch make. That way. Sounds like yeah, you know but it's like if. If somebody said that the editing in this is jarring, and because of the editing, it does feel like the story is divided all over the place, I would be like, yeah, that's fair. Honestly, because I still have to be objective, the movie gets a 5 out of 10, because the editing does screw it up really really bad, unless you have a creative mind that knows what was supposed to be. For me, I can see what the movie was supposed to be, and the parts that I did receive on screen... 
I was like, hell yeah, that sounds really cool. What the hell more do you want from an Aquaman movie? Like, there's not much you can do in an Aquaman movie. Like, what's he supposed to do? F fight the, the Kraken or something? Like, he's in a damn ocean. There's not many storylines to have in the ocean. We, we've already kind of used up both already from the first movie and this one. There's not... What, what more do you want? Like, I don't even know where the hell I would write an Aquaman story in this in this stupid world, okay? But it's here, and James Wan, there was only one person who said it best, and that is, if you've seen James Wan's work on anything, whether it's the Saw movies, The Conjuring, and his other ones outside of horror, when you watch this movie, it doesn't feel like it's directed by James Wan like it's supposed to be. And for me, I'm like, well, the reason why it doesn't feel that way must be because they forced his hand and public outcry from being snowflakes made it not the movie that was his. I feel like we're going to actually have a petition for like the Zack Snyder version of this movie, but like the James Wan version. Dude, it's sad to see that this is going to be how DCEU dies, but I, I the thing is, is I know DC is not going to give the rights to Netflix just because the problem is, is even as cocky as DC and Warner Brothers is, they know that if the DCEU is going while DC is going, then the DCEU is a main competitor to their own, using their own creation, essentially. Which, they shouldn't look at it that way, but sadly, that's how they're going to look at it. And so this is probably going to be the last film we possibly see of the DCEU. So um, mm -hmm. you can count on a prayer that the DCU is going to be better than the DCEU. Netflix pick up Zack Snyder. They already did. They own Zack Snyder to the bone and teeth, dude. Get the rights to the DCEU. That's what I meant by pick up Zack dude, Snyder. Dude, at least just it, make one more Justice League movie where Darkseid comes and Superman fucks him up. That's all I want. Yeah, show us the conclusion to the to the, the that four hour movie. Yeah, give us a six hour long one this time. Yeah, that showed us what Darkseid was going to do with Superman after he, like, ruined Lois, you know, killed Lois Lane and turned Superman evil. And then when Darkseid was coming and all of his jagged laser vision, like, show us a six-hour, you know, we're using the old ways movie. Like, let's go. Show us something. Like, let's even go. if it's not, just bring the DCEU to Netflix Get Zack Snyder, get James Wan, and dare I say, release the Wan version of The Lost Kingdom so I can either be proven an idiot well, or proven right about it. And then just continue making it on Netflix. Well, do you remember what happened with Black Adam where there was the rated R version that was supposed to be longer too and they never released that? So, good luck. They didn't release that because of, I guess, The Rock and his super massive retarded ego that that ruined everything when he was trying to take it over yeah that look at all that ended for him DC. he would always I feel, I feel like yeah. the rock would always play like a good villain like a marvel movie i don't think he'd ever play a good hero yeah you know i was wondering about that too if he could play a good villain i, I think he just sucks as a hero if he if he plays as a villain, it has to be a reasonable villain that wins. Because technically, he can't ever be beaten by the hero in a movie because of his uh, his branding. He's yeah. not allowed to lose. Well, maybe he becomes one of the guys who like turns good after, you know, like you know, like Vegeta and Dragon Ball. 
I want to see a superhero movie where it's a draw. We never get oh, those. No, we got a few of those, didn't we? No, we've never gotten a superhero yeah, movie where dude, it's a draw. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of fucking fuck shit. That's technically a draw. Neither side wins, bro. I mean, I guess yeah, Doctor Strange wins in quotes, but not really. Yeah, I don't want one where either person wins. Like, like for example, if something happened in like the first Man of Steel movie where Superman didn't have the ability to snap Zod's neck, they did a ton of destruction. And there's like, I don't know, some MacGuffin that happens to where he's not able to snap Zod's neck, but like Zod still somehow, you know, they have to, uh, agrees to leave Earth and never come back. It's not really Superman winning because all of the damage was still done, but it's not really Zod losing because he's been given permission to go do it to another planet type of thing. Like, like, you know, like I want to see a movie where there's a, a a draw, like a Thanos version of it, where two people are fighting with the equivalent of Infinity Stones they decimate shit until like both of them realize the battle is doing way more harm than good that goes towards their cause and they both just don't fight anymore i mean that's basically what the boys does like all the time like the boys fucking ends in a draw damn near every single season like neither side wins i mean bot i mean always wins in quotes but like they still take so much damage by the end of each season that it's like, you know, right back to square one a little bit. That That's why I like the boys is because like, you don't see anybody win. Everybody becomes Vought's branding has become like in the show, it gets decimated. And then the boys, they always get close, but then it's just like, Nope, gets snatched last second. Right from like always something, but yeah, no, it's sad. The, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's sadly probably the last time we're going to see, this band of characters so if it is thank you guys you know it was a great long run i enjoyed 11 it. years they did 11 years they did 11 years it was fun. not as long as marvel but it was good it was good they did they did good you did good don't worry you we're tried you. Yeah, we're proud of you you got lucas i'm sorry <laughs> you snapped all right well Moving on to something that doesn't make any sense. Um, the Wonka movie. The Wonka movie uh -huh. doesn't necessarily not make sense because it's Willy Wonka. Everything that Willy Wonka does it doesn't make sense. It's for fun. Now, with that being said, I thought the Wonka movie was interesting. Uh, it didn't make sense in the sense that it of when it came out and why it came out. I guess I don't really understand it. Um, I mean, I know why it came out. If you want to, if you want my personal opinion, I know why it came out. Uh, fucking Mr. Krabs over there. Ar, 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 ar money you know but um for the most part yeah it was just i mean it's a kids movie for the most part like you're just they just knew it was gonna sell well and it's like it just makes something that the kids are gonna like and something that the adults would maybe giggle out a little bit now i will say this those goddamn theater buffs are gonna have a field day with with this one if they haven't already seen it which i'm sure they've had it's been like fucking two weeks but um wonka is just as musically uh, musically indulged as the first Willy Wonka movie um if not more now i will always stand by this johnny depp in it uh johnny depp and tim burton's charlie and the chocolate factory is better because not only is it way more accurate to the book and also um it got help with world doll's wife because world doll passed away um but also um johnny depp plays willy wonka perfect 
Like Gene Wilder, no offense to Gene Wilder, the 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 late Gene Wilder, sad that he's passed away. Um, but Gene Wilder played a great Willy Wonka, but it wasn't the Willy Wonka that uh it's not like Willy Wonka how he is in the book. Johnny Depp played him how he is in the book, where he's essentially just like some socially inept, probably has Asperger's, you know, some like weird autistic reason that he he's so socially like traumatized other than his father. And it's kind of and Johnny Depp plays that beautifully. Willy Wonka, it, it, Gene Wilder's, is more like, I'm just a goofball, and I'm kind of insane, you know? So, that's what Timothy Chalamet is trying to be. It's trying to be the, the goofball. Um, you don't, I don't really, like, you, you look at him, he's like, that guy has no idea what he's doing. He's an idiot. But he secretly, like, is really smart, and he's a genius. Um, and that's, in Timothy Chalamet, let me say, let, let me say this. Um, I've seen the Letterboxd reviews, and I hope Timothy Chalamet, because I know you listen to every single podcast, um, I just want to say that don't look at the letterboxed, com- uh, like reviews of the movie because, um, you probably won't like them. Every single review is from a white woman who literally calls him a twink and says that he's really hot and I can't stand it. I'm so tired of it. Every goddamn review is a fucking God. It's gotta be, it's, it's white women and they're going head over heels for Timothy Chalamet so badly. It's fucking insane. I can't, I can't deal with it fucking oh twinkie wonka so awesome you know like geez guys let's let's pipe <laughs> it's it. the cringiest crap ever like like just pipe it down dude like i oh i i can't like it's a kids movie guys and i thought it, i actually enjoyed it you sit through the movie and it just makes you smile because you're like you know you got like these you know you got the bad big chocolate ears you know and it's kind of got like a joke where it's like the chocolate the chocolate ears run them run run the little town well not the little town it's a bigger town but run the town and they and they've and they have all this chocolate and and they and there's a lot of easter eggs in it um too but i i think the the best part of the whole movie a hundred percent was timothy chalamet's acting as willy wonka he just plays like exactly like gene wilder like this guy had to have studied the the willy wonka movie like a million times because every mannerism is damn near the exact same from like facial expressions to like like the way he the way he stands the way he walks he's like pretty much mimicked it all he he just essentially like other than i mean you can never really look exactly like somebody but he's pretty close he's pretty close and i could it's somewhat believable that that was a younger willy wonka it also teach he also learns a lot of his values about uh like humanity and why he's doing what he does in the movie which kind of gives you more reason that was never explained in willy wonka and the chocolate factory the 1971 film um, and also shows you where he got his little quirky inventing ideas from, uh, as well. So, uh, I thought the movie's good, and some of the music from the movie is amazing. It's a musical for the most part. Um, not every scene is a musical or like a musical set or piece, but the music is very theater like. So, if you are one of the people that like Hamilton, like I don't know if you've ever seen that Raven, like the the Lin Manuel no, Miranda. Haven't. Uh, anything like that if you were really into like some like really high production uh theater music like broadway stuff you what will about like death no 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 i don't no no it's it's way more high quality than that like okay. Macbeth. okay i shouldn't say that that's kind of mean. but um i guess it depends on what your version is because there's people Macbeth gets done at like every local theater ever so sometimes phantom it's... of the opera yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's more. Um, is that really musical? Isn't that more? Um, like more opera music than anything, though, isn't it? Or am I tripping? 
I mean, it sounds musical to me. I don't know. It, well, I, like... I mean, like a musical with like words and stuff. You know, like like Hamilton, where like where like they the the plot yes. gets conveyed through music too. Like the music isn't yeah. just there to like prolong the movie. You know. Yeah, that's also Phantom Phantom okay. of the yeah. Opera. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so one thing that I do like is sometimes people forget that there's a plot going on in movies. That's why I always get concerned with these musical movies. Um, is because sometimes they forget that the movie needs to have a plot that's moving. And sometimes they'll sing and it kind of just doesn't bring the plot anywhere, but the plot moves through the music too. So, um, yeah. And some of the songs were really good. Um, and it's quirky, it's fun. And there's a lot of good jokes that actually land, um, that hit pretty well. Uh, my dad didn't like it, but that's because he didn't realize it was a musical. And so he was pissed the entire movie because fuck Broadway, fucking musical. What the fuck? And we saw it in IMAX too, so the tickets were more expensive. And he was all pissed. He was like, "This wasn't worth seeing in IMAX." I was like, <laughs> "Calm down, pal. Calm down. It's all right." So, oh, and let me tell you, my theater experience was better than the fucking than the <laughs> than the actual movie itself. This lady in front of us, shout out. I'm not gonna say where, but shout out to she knows if she ever listens to this because she she fucking she she's probably the only human in existence that does this. She bought her ticket, okay. Uh-huh. And she gets she she gets into the theater and we we sat down at the IMAX theater because you know how the IMAX theater goes up in layers like in rows and we sat mm-hmm. down in the IMAX theater and she sits in the row under us under us and we're watching her and she's like standing there and all of a sudden I smell fucking alcohol and I'm like what the fuck like not like drinking alcohol like I'm talking like that rough like ner- like smells like nurses office shit in school and she's wiping down the whole fucking row with alcohol with with like rubbing alcohol and then she brought out little block like bleach clorox wipes and then she wiped the seat down again and then she sat by herself in one seat i shit you not there wasn't a group of people that came with her she wiped down the whole row of seats and then just sat in one seat and nobody else came with her i actually could not believe it and it smelt until like the midpoint of the movie almost. I was so lucky I had a blue icy. I would have lost it, dude. Like literally, it was so bad. Like it, I, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom why you would even do such a thing. Like, are you that big of a germaphobe? Why did you see the movie then? You know, like if you're that big into like big of a germaphobe, why'd you even leave the house? The air's got more germs than the goddamn seats do. Oh my god. I I can't handle people who do that type of crap. No, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, man. Like, it'd be one thing if she didn't use rubbing alcohol, so it stunk. But it did. It's It stunk. Oh. I thought she was making mustard gas in there when I saw the fucking alcohol and bleach. I was like, what the? This bitch is about to burn this whole fucking place down. Fucking people come. Oh, and the best part was there was no workers when we left because the movie started really late. And all the workers were gone. There was just a police officer left in the building. That was it. All the workers of the of the AMC theater were gone. It was insane. We left at like 1 in the morning because the movie is supposed to start at 11 and it didn't start until like 11.45, dude. And it was actually pretty decent. There was a decent amount of people in there for 11.45 movie, so. But. Did the crowd seem to like it? Yeah, people were laughing and, and everybody walked out and they were talking, so. You know, that's usually a good thing. When people just walk out and they're and it's just dead silent, that usually means that, you know, nothing to talk about, movies kind of hit. 
But when you hear people talking, and especially about the movie, like I heard the one guy, he was like, "Yeah, he's pretty, pretty. He played a pretty good Wonka." So like, it was a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it, and I've, I've, I most of the people have seemed to enjoyed it. The people who don't are usually the people who don't like musicals. Is what I've seen is people didn't like the music part of it, but everybody pretty much agrees that Timothy Chalamet did a pretty good job as Wonka. Uh, there's some people like me who think he did a really good job, but uh, most people they 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 didn't seem to mind it. Um, there was a lot of questions on why they made it, which the simple answer is it's a good kids movie. It'll get people to see it, and it'll make a lot of money. Fuck you, get off me, phone. God damn it. So, um, yeah, I mean the movie was pretty good. If what I I mean, if you honestly, you could definitely watch it and then go watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and it would piece together pretty well. Like, it would be pretty, like, seamless. Like, oh, so that's his origin story, you know? And then you watch it, and then you watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and you're like, okay, so this is him years later, and he's, he's you know, he's where he's at now. And you kind of see that. You kind of see him, like, changing throughout the movie, which is nice. So, yeah. That, uh, that was my little, little thing. Now, Revan, I got something I got to tell you. <clears throat> mm. We got huge news. We can clap today. We can golf clap. A little okay. tiny clap. All right. Yeah. We can clap. Because this was the first year in over 15 years that Disney did not reach it due to inflation. So, so if you were to take their 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 movie making, like like the the amount that their films made, and put it towards in, like and put it towards a 20 like that year's inflation calculator, this is the first year that Disney has not grossed over a billion dollars in over 15 years, going by by going by inflation rates. Really? Yep. The closest they got was Guardians of the Galaxy. That doesn't surprise me. So they, I think Guardians of the Galaxy got what eight hundred million or whatever. Yeah, it popped off as the last one. So, yeah, Disney. So we can clap. the The reign of Disney's terror is over. They didn't have a film that grossed over a billion dollars. I that's that's baffling to me. And also, by the way, Disney didn't even have the highest grossing film of the year. Usually, Disney has the gro- highest grossing film of the year too, and they've done that for a long time too. I didn't know this, but apparently, the last Harry Potter movie is 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 their second highest grossing film next to Endgame. Like the the seventh Harry, the second part of the seventh Harry Potter movie did not know that i didn't know that was part of disney i thought that wasn't part of disney but i guess somehow disney owns the rights to it even though it's owned by warner brothers i guess that's like really that's the type of shit in movies that doesn't make sense to me where like disney technically like i guess funded the project but it was still distributed by warner brothers and it's like jesus what is going on you know i don't i guess i don't quite understand it but that to be fair that was in a dark time of warner brothers of Warner Brothers stuff, so that early two thousands was a scary time for Warner Brothers because up until fucking Batman, dude, they were struggling. They were struggling bad, and then Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight dropped, and it was like savior. Have you ever noticed Batman fucking saves Warner Brothers every fucking time, dude? I swear to God, they did it in eighty seven, it did it in two thousand eight, and they're gonna fucking do it again with goddamn with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Every year, dude. They can't keep getting away with this shit, dude. Every decade. 
They keep they keep they keep getting bailed out by Batman. Somebody comes around and makes a good Batman film. It just means that Batman continues to show that he has to save everything. Yep. Dude, I fucking dude, I know this guy, bro. I'm not gonna say his name because he watches the podcast. Like he actually watches the podcast. But dude, Batman is I don't care. Everybody says, oh, Batman's the worst fucking superhero, bro. He literally has no fucking powers. He's just fucking rich. And, oh, yeah, he could take as much time to prepare and win. That's the point. Batman is literally like him. Like, Batman is is just him. Like, Batman kicks ass. He doesn't need superpowers. Just needs some gadgets and a little bit of time, and he'll make anything fucking work. And, like, I saw somebody like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man bitches him. Well, no shit, dude. And even still, I don't even think Spider-Man bitches him. Even with powers, bro. I think Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man loses. And I don't care, and I don't care what Death Battle says. I don't care what fucking MoviesRank.com says. Fucking, no. My Death Battle ends with Batman fucking destroying Spider-Man. He, if, 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 uh, Batman can actually take down the entirety of the Justice League, he could take down Spider-Man. Yeah, no shit. Like, I don't, I don't get people's logic sometimes. Oh, but bro, that's a different circumstance. Bro, one is literally Superman. <laughs> Dude, like, that's the whole Justice League. It's not like, oh, I took down, you know, Wonder Woman and The Flash and Aquaman. No, bro, you took down fucking, you took down everybody. You took down Cyborg. You took down fucking Superman. You took down fucking the Martian, what, Manhunter. Fucking, you took down everybody, bro. It, there, There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Batman has got to be one of the best villains of all time, and I will stand by that forever and ever and ever doesn't matter how many shitty batman movies have ever come out there are equally as many good batman movies as there are bad batman if not more most of the batman movies are good except for batman and robin it seems to get a little (laughs) chilly in here uh and batman forever (laughs) no batman forever dude not oof don't let him I mean, Jim Carrey did a good job with the Riddler. It's <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was. <laughs> There's something about it. They like they were like, all right, you came off the mask, perfect. Here you go. Here's the fucking Riddler. Or did he do the Riddler before the mask? Before. Really? How much before? When did the mask come out? I thought the mask came out in like ninety. Batman Forever came out in ninety one, right? Am I tripping? The Mask came out in 1994, and Batman Forever was... 91, right? Am I tripping? Oh, I guess it came out a year afterwards. Oh, Batman Forever came out in 1995, I mean? Yeah, apparently. I thought it came out before. Hold ya. Wait, The Mask dropped the same year Ace Ventura did? That's insane. Bro was popping off on movies. Dude, that was a fucking good year for him. Holy crap. And then Dumb and Dumber came out in 95, didn't it? Jeez. Dude. Dude, under... I mean, it's not underrated take, but Jim Carrey was definitely, like, a top three actor of the 1990s, for sure. Yeah. I mean, dude, because he did the... What, he did the Truman Show, The Mask, Ace Ventura, fucking Dumb and Dumber. Oh, my gosh, dude. He... He... Oh, dude, he had... What was that other movie he had? God, that, that one movie where he's, like... He's in the suit. Um, Jeez, his beard is getting long. He did the Grinch in 2000, so that doesn't count. Liar, liar. There you go. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. 
And then he did dumb and... No, he did... Dude, oh my god. 94 has got to be a... Dude, it's got to be a triple crown year. Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask. Oh my god. This guy blew 94 up. What? That's insane. That is actually insane. Like, that's, 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 that's unbelievable. All right. Well, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. It is confirmed that Jim Carrey is the best actor of the 90s. Um, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. As, as always, um, you know, oh, oh yeah. Uh, make sure to, you know, leave us a good review on Spotify, Apple. Make sure to save the podcast, download it, subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell, you know, do all that crazy shit. And hit the link in the description. And for all you people who are um, listening, go to lulu.com slash um, shop slash Jason dash Nichols. That would mean so much to me. Thank you guys for listening. Raven, any other things you want to talk about or anything else you got to say? I uh, can't wait to see what the rest of the year holds. Oh, good. There's, this is going to be a good year for movies, people. So, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.